This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Anyway, moving on. Are we going to talk about this game or what, Jamie? Because at moment... Oh, dear, now... <laughs> Hey, sorry, Hutchie. This is the Jamie. This is the Jamie podcast. Sorry, mate. It's the Jamie podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Tide Eye podcast. Uh, now, we said last week that football was back. Uh, now, the season is well and truly underway. Uh, it was another 0 0 draw this time against the Charlton side, who everyone's got tipped to be there or thereabouts this uh, this season. Personally, I thought it were a good point. Jamie thought otherwise. Uh, but before we get on to that, um, Jamie, mate, how are you? I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, yeah, all, uh, all good. Um, are you getting in that uh, in that hot tub anytime soon? No, mate. There's no hot tub. Shut up, mate. Carry on. <laughs> no worries. Now, um, obviously, I've, yeah, I've been had nice nice week away. Nice uh, nice little cottage. Um, nice chilled week. Kids were there, so it went too chilled. Obviously, as you as you know, Giles as well. With kids running around and what and whatnot. Um, yeah, Giles, as your as your week been? Yeah, it's been all right to be fair. Uh, we had a game yesterday. Um, Should I call you Captain Giles? Well, it's not official yet, so maybe, maybe you can't call me that yet. You call me that, and then comes to the first game, and then I'm not captain. So let's let's not say that yet. <laughs> yeah, ninety minutes yesterday, pre-season game, weren't it? Yeah, ninety minutes played Boston. Tough game, to be fair. Um, they weren't they weren't bad at all. So yeah, it was a good test for us, but we held on last twenty minutes uh, and got the got the victory. Good, good, nice one. Now, now, in true in true Giles fashion, just like last week, he tells us thirty minutes before that we start recording. Oh, by the way, uh, someone else is going to be going to be joining us. So go on then, Giles. You might as well uh, do the introduction. Well, there's no one. There's no one coming on. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, yeah. So last minute, getting hold of this guy. It's hard to get hold of him sometimes. He never picks up my calls like all the other ones that have been on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, really, really happy to say that we've got Sam Hutchinson on um, for today's show. Uh, how are you, Hutchie? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm good. Thanks for I'm having sure me. I'm not sure about your barnet, but... No, obviously, well. should I tell him, obviously, how we become friends, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. We're all ears. We're all ears. We used to clean my boots when um, I first come in live. <laughs> 
And then uh, we just started from there, and I give him a good little tip. So we've just been friends ever since. You're a dickhead, you know that. <laughs> Sam, Sam, you know, before we carry on, go on. Before we carry on, when we spoke to Barry and uh, well, we spoke, to, we spoke to Clinton, a few people like that, and all they've said is Giles just won't leave you alone. He messages you at midnight to play golf. Bloody, bloody boy, is that true? He is the busiest geezer in football, <laughs> but I do love him. To be fair to Listen, him. Listen, I haven't even got his number saved. I had to get his number through Barry Bannon. Yeah, because I won't give it <laughs> to you. I don't even have your number, Because you're, you're pestering me constantly. <laughs> quality. No, I love him. I love him, really. Quality, quality. Now, um, we, we, we'd like to get some of the fans' views um, as well. And I'm going I'm to play this straight away. Seeing as though, seeing as though you've, uh, you've come on, Sam. Um, yeah. I didn't know about this, but I'm going I'm to play this straight away. So this is some of the, some of the fans... Got in touch with us straight after the game and you know told us what they thought about uh, about Charlton. So thought it was a solid performance that mate. Um, I think maybe at times under Monk last season we might have caved under that pressure at the start of the second half. Um, Hutchinson looked good at centre back. I think that Adenaran looks like he could be a good operator at this level for us. And yeah, solid start. Uh, hopefully, something to work with there. Before I get into sort of my review of the game, I would just like to say uh, I wish Callum Patterson the best in uh, recovery. You know, that injury really was horrible to him today. Um, in terms of Wednesday's performance, you know, there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives to take out of today's performance. I thought Brown was worth his weight in gold. You know, he had a really, really impressive game, got forward really well. Uh, at times in midfield, I thought our passing was really fantastic. You know, not have to take a touch, just moving the ball in immediately. I thought it was a fun, you know, really, really uh, good to see. Um, in terms of the negatives, I think it's obvious, you know, only having one shot on target in 90 minutes, which was a very soft header uh, that we tried to loop over the keeper and uh, added on time in the second half. Um, it, you know, our striking really lacked uh, today and um, I think that's ultimately why we did get the draw. If we had had a clinical striker on the pitch, I do think Charlton was there for the taking today. But uh, Charlton, one of the better sides in the league, getting a point away from home, can't really complain. Uh, so yeah, on to Doncaster on Saturday and uh, hopefully pick up three points there. So uh, I went down to the game today, um, thought we played really well. There's still a lot of time for us to, to gel as a team. Some amazing, fantastic individual performances, i.e. Bannon, Hutchinson. And even, to be fair, I rate liked Palmer as well. I feel like we can't be disheartened by it. It's a point against a strong side. Probably one of the best teams going to be in that league anyway. Only uh, better thing now is that it, I can't really take a negative from it. I think only way forward now is we just keep on we keep getting stronger and gel as a team. Um, I'm just going to make my comment short and sweet. I think we were the better side. Uh, I think we played be better than Charlton. Um, and I think in the second half, we really applied the pressure. Um, so, yeah, I think we deserved a win, but onwards and upwards. I thought it was a fair game. Barry Bannon was the best. Worked two socks off. I really hope Paxton is all right. All right, lads, just on the train on the way back. Thought Wednesday did okay. A couple of new players. <laughs> Gonna take a bit of time to settle in. Hopefully, Darren can get us a bit more attacking. I thought Cobranel maybe should have come on out wide. Johnson showed a couple of glimpses. I think Canberry maybe is a squad player. Um, Gregory's hopefully the number nine that we all want. But overall, solid clean sheet away from home. Fingers crossed we can get it clicking going forward. Take care, lads. All the best. 
Can I say that that last one? I weren't even listening to what I was saying. I was just listening to, to songs that they were singing. Mm. Forget <laughs> that. Forget that. I want to know how much is Hutchinson paying these fans to say <laughs> that he's fucking the best player. Oh, he was exceptional. Fucking hell. Uh, if you was there, off. you'd have said it. If you was there, you'd have said it. What I do is I always put in, and I'm always one to put in and say sorry and all that, but I'm going to do it straight away because I want to go back to it, James. But when you were signing back for a Samurai, we were saying on the yeah. podcast, everyone's views and whatever, and I said, yes, James, yes or no? I said, Sammy's going to come straight back. He'll go first into start, straight into the starting lineup. He'll do this, he'll do that, he'll do that, and he'll be the best player again, right? Which is what we needed because you know what you get with him, right? And he, and he smashed... You're there now, Sam, and you can see me. So, yeah, you're licking your arse or whatever. But I, I don't care because if we have another player on where I've not agreed with it, I'll admit it. I'll openly admit it. But, James, yes or no, was I adamant he'll come back, starting lineup. If he gets a yellow, you know what you're getting with him. You know what you're getting with Sam Hutchinson. Sammy, you must know we do a yellow card bingo Wednesday. Do you know that or what? Yeah, of course I know it. But also, last year, what happened, I won't go into too much detail, but I left not because of how I played or what I did. I left because of a manager had other ways and where he wanted to go down. So it was never my intention to leave Sheffield Wednesday. Even the people behind the scenes, the players, I don't think wanted me to leave. But it went that way. And then obviously, the thing is, I love the club. Like Giles, it's in. It's a it's a funny club because there's so many things that could be changed to make it as good and as big as possible but yet you still love it. And it's a massive club to be a part of. And I've been part of one of the biggest clubs in the world from, from the age of seven and grew up there. And I still feel like Sheffield Wednesday is a bigger part of me. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a funny, it's a funny thing, Sheffield Wednesday, as a club, because there's so many things wrong with it, but you love it. And <laughs> as, a, as a fan, and like my kids were born in Sheffield, and as a fan and as a player, you just have to put up with some of that shit now and again. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely in your heart, isn't it? Definitely yeah, Sheffield Wednesday's in your heart. Yeah, 100%. in reply to that, like, let's get it straight, straight away. Like, Norris thought you you wanted to leave because you wanted to go to Cyprus and play in Cyprus. Like, no disrespect to them, but nobody, no, no proper Wednesday fan sat there and thought, yeah, fair play, he's moving to Cyprus, where being best league. Nobody thought that. But this, no, but some people thought I was a bad egg in a dressing room. That was not the case. That was never the case. I never said anything out of turn. I never would. I'm a professional. And that was the thing that pissed me off. Actually, I think, I think personally, the true Sheffield Wednesday fans know that you're not a bad egg. I don't oh, think anyone... Yeah. But the you know true, what I mean? But, Koki, it's opinions, isn't it? It's like, what, I just... Yeah, like, of course. Like, of course. And, like the young geezer said, oh, I thought we pressed in the second half. We was under the caution. Yeah, we was. We didn't press on No, we was under the caution in the second And that was because probably the fitness of some of the, the new boys up top He's not right at the moment because we got them in late and they're still integrating into the group. They haven't, but, had, a, they haven't had a full pre-season, have yeah, they? Yeah, of course. They haven't had a pre-season. Marvin's yeah. had three days training. Sam, the thing with this is why it's hard is because, like, you're you're a strong character. You're an opinionated character, right? And people like yeah. you, we have to have in the club. We did first One of the first interviews me and James did, it was with Josie Semedio, and nobody could talk yeah. to him. This is what kicked our podcast on a bit because I literally, we messaged him in Portuguese and I was like, don't yeah. fucking ignore this message. It's important. And we weren't fans asking questions what journalists say. We were asking things. But now you're on our podcast, Sam. It's hard to do because when you leave the club, little things like what you said there about when you left, you can't say too much, whatever. When you've just been speaking about come there there, I, last thing I want is you to not like me, but personally, I don't. I didn't think he was good. I don't. I, he's not going to score ten goals. That's my personal opinion. But I don't want to slate the player because he's, he's giving it all in training, like you keep saying and stuff. But 
Well, no, he's had three. He's had three or four days training properly. That's it, and he's been in quarantine for ten days in a hotel in Manchester. So I, he can't be judged by anyone. Do you know what I mean? I've, in little glimpses, he had a couple of little touches the other day. But for me, like he's an addition that we need. And obviously, you've got Lee Gregory as well. Marvin's had three days training with a football team. That was his first pre-season game yesterday. He played half an hour at the Valley in League One with like them just trying to grab everyone and foul. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's one of those things that we're going to get better. Obviously, we're going to get better. We've got an identity under the gaffer. But... Um, well, as I said before before kickoff, I, I said putting my sensible head on for a second because I think quite a lot of us, we've obviously all these new signings, what twelve signings we've made in yeah. in preseason. There's been people going out the door, a lot, a lot of left, a lot have come in. Everyone's been getting a bit giddy, you know. Everyone's been thinking we're going to absolutely walk it this with this season, and everyone thought we were going to beat Charlton like five nil. No, we didn't. I just said like putting my sense, put put well, yeah, but a lot of no, we didn't, but. A lot of the fan base were when you see people's what they're saying. They, you know, they thought they were going to we going to hammer him. But I put you know put him a sensible head on for a second. You know, a point away at Charlton on opening day of season, we had pretty much new team. In a bad result, like it's not you know. No, you take the Charlton. positives from it, and I think that's what Darren Moore does. He's positive. Sammy, I've got a question for you. Sammy, I've got a really good question for you, and this has been a big one on social media. Without being disrespectful to players that have gone, do you think now? we've actually got a better squad than we did last season. A thousand percent. It's so much more balanced. So much more. And that's no disrespect to any player that's left. It's just a balanced squad. It just, it's been put together with how they want to play with thought. Yeah. It's, it's a balanced squad. That's one thing I've, I've took down for me. Like last season, we didn't have, I mean, we didn't even have a recognized left back. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, we, you know, we didn't bring one in in uh, in January. Everyone was crying out for it. Now Darren's come in and he and he's actually picked players and assigned players in positions that we needed. You know, we needed a. You know, we, we've let Adam Reach go. We've let uh, Harris go, and he's replaced replaced them with with other wingers. Do you know what I mean? He's not. Yeah. We've not got holes in the side like the, like you said. You, I think you're right in what you're saying. It, it does look a lot more a lot balanced. And, and from what the from I would just say said, last year though, that's been a problem for quite a, quite a lot of years that the well, squads yeah. hasn't. Really had a balance. What do you think? You think, in, you think ever since you got to the playoffs? Yeah, well, we were top heavy when we got to the play. That was a problem. We didn't go up in the semi-finals. We had too many strikers. Summit, summit. What do you think about this? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a Reach fan. I like Adam Reach, and they took piss out of me on Twitter and so far saying, "Oh, don't speak about Reach because the Jamie will keep joking aside, whatever." But we Reach, right? I think I was right in what I was saying. So when Reach. At his best season, he was getting all these assists, right? He was crossing the ball in to Windass. He was scoring some bangers as well, it, by the way. It, yeah, he was scoring bangers, but when he was getting assists, he was crossing it into to Jow and Fletcher and Hooper and Forestry area and whoever we, else we had up front, right? But then the season we had when we got like relegated last season, he weren't getting all these assists. You saw the assist he got at Norwich with Windass with that header, brilliant ball. And no disrespect, like I said, but we didn't have the strikers then, what we have like right now, what we had then. Do you think that's why he didn't get as much assistance? No, I don't think so. I think we probably didn't have an identity of play last year and how we wanted to play. I can't really speak about the six months I weren't here. And then people, you have loss of form and you play better and, and, and outside yeah. things. Obviously, he probably knew he wasn't getting another contract, so you look after yourself a little bit more and stuff like that. That's natural as a Also, he probably... If he, actually, sorry to touch you. If you asked Adam Reach, he'd probably say that he, he wasn't performing to the levels he knows he... He, he could 
as well. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 100%. I don't think you can blame like strikers and other people. I think you always have to look at yourself first and foremost. Yeah. I mean, going going on to this, uh, the, the Charlton game, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, say when the team came out, I mean, personally, I, I mean, you'll probably be able to uh, tell us a bit more, Sammy, but like, I were hoping that Gregory would, would start. Um, that would, that would, that would, He's a, to be fair, he's been out for four months with a hamstring injury, and he's only had two, he had a day training with us, so it's never yeah. going to happen. He wanted to, yeah, but, he obviously wanted yeah, to, but they've got to manage him as well. Yeah. So then, so then with him not with him not playing, I, I, were, I must admit I was a bit like a bit, a bit deflated. Yeah. But from from when the you know when we as the game played out for me, it looked like we were perhaps trying not to lose the game a little bit more than what we were, were trying to trying to win. Not. I don't think that's ever your intention when you play football. It was yeah. just you're away from home, and it it was just the way it played out. With obviously Pato getting going off injured, I think Flo, I think Flo done done really well considering what what he's been through the last last week or couple of weeks. Um, and we just at the moment we're just struggling in that final third to to do what we need to do. Was it always your intention to play centre back, by the way? Because obviously you've you've slipped into that. Into I don't that have role, a, and... I don't ever have a choice. I got told <laughs> when did I get to, when we played West Brom. That was the first time Julian was. Uh, I think they'd worked out when he was going and everything like that. And it was like I was meant to be playing midfield against West Brom, and they said, "Are oh, you playing left side centre half?" So I was just like, I hadn't even trained there, so that was just what it is. By the way, there were one there were one chance. They were what we now. I um, offers. Sold himself in, in middle at par. Just bounced uh, over him, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and, and the kid, the kid were running. I think it was Washington. They were running down the left hand side, and I was I was shouting to I was shouting at the screen. I didn't I didn't go, and I was like, please don't like you know to dive in. And yeah. uh, you, you you didn't go to him. You went you know you've uh, covered it. Yeah, off but the and, thing is, I grew up as a centre back. I've only ever played in midfield for Shepherd Wednesday, so like you're yeah. a centre back, in you? Sammy, if you could have any player, if you could have kept any player. You know when uh, players that have gone like Lucas Shaw, Lucas yeah. Shaw, yeah, yeah, thousand percent. Never yeah. should have sold him, Lucas Shaw. And then obviously yeah. you have the obvious ones that shouldn't have gone, but for potential <laughs> and <laughs> age. <clears throat> Sorry, you you got COVID. Sorry, <laughs> I just thought you were gonna, you know. Maybe name me. I, I, well, obviously Ann Koki because my boots haven't been as clean since, <laughs> since then. <laughs> You're a fool. No, nah, but honestly and truly, like Lucas Zhao, probably the most, when he first comes, like he needs an arm around him. It needs to be managed. And I think you can see what like he can do. And in the dressing room, what a boy. What a, what a boy. He was brilliant for our dressing room. Another thing I wanted to touch on with Bannon, like it, end of last season, even you, like you, even you said, Giles, I was only one that was saying I was certain he stayed. No matter if you knew him or not, I was just certain he stayed. Just from like even little things like his missus, she'd always like messages and said, "Well, well done for little things we did for charities and things like that." And Barry, we he were happy here and stuff. I'll and be honest, I honestly thought Barry would be gone. Yeah, but I told you he wouldn't. Didn't I? Told you he you wouldn't did, go. You actually, did tell me, but in my head, I was thinking he's off. He's off. I but, thought that with all the, with all, the, all the signings we've been making in in midfield as well. I, I just yeah. thought he's, we're just planning for him going out the door. I'm, I'm yeah, but unless he got unless he got something that he couldn't turn down, why would he go anywhere? Regardless of what league you're playing in, regardless of what league you're playing in, I'm not being funny. Swansea's not a bigger club than Sheffield Wednesday. Let's be perfectly honest about it. And I think they struggled this year. 
So <laughs> like, that's not that's not me being like, oh, because I played for Sheffield Wednesday or whatever. And like, yeah, you want to play in the Championship, it's a better league, but it's not the Premier League. So if he's got a chance of going to Swansea and getting, like, being hard for him, and, and no disrespect, if he's under the cosh, he's a ball player, he's, like, getting on the ball, he'd be much better in our team because hopefully we'd be playing with the ball and winning mo- majority of games and he'd be enjoying his football than going to Swansea and be put under a pressure that he doesn't uh, need uh, away from home. Actually, Swansea do play football, right? No, what I'm saying is you can run over Swansea. Yeah, yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? And I'm saying in our league, we're one of the best teams. Swansea ain't going to be one of the best teams in that league. So if they play, you're going to be put under the cosh. Yeah, I think he'd go to a better, a better club than that in the Championship. That's me personally. But yeah, but listen, they've still got to want it. They've still got to want him and afford him. And afford him, exactly. Sammy, who brought you back? Which, what manager Tony Pulis. brought you back to Wednesday? Tony Pulis. See, Pulis. So I know like it's hard to talk about while you're still playing for the club sort of thing, but... To you, did it not really matter who brought you back? Did you just want to come to Wednesday? Like, did you have other offers? Yeah. From- I had, offer, I had offer offers, and I had offer, offer offers in the summer because of what, like the money I'm on, which is so low. Um, but it's not about the money; it's about coming back here. And to be fair, I was on a load of money in Cyprus, and then Jason Punch and New Pulis, and I said, "Punch, get me out of here," because I was, I hated it. I was only there two months; it was terrible. And then that's how I got back. What, what didn't you like out there? Everything. Hachi, I want to ask you a question. Go on. Darren Moore, talk to me. I'm hearing nothing but love about him. Yeah, no I love him. I, that's, do you know what? With everything that was going on, he's one of the main reasons I stayed because he was like, he's proper, proper good manager. His coaches are really good. His staff are really good. And he wants to run it in the way that football should be run. And he's a proper footballing man. What I love really? about him is when he, when he came in, he's, he's he's gone around and he's actually like got to know absolutely everyone, and like yeah. in in the you know from like I don't know people that on the car park or whatever. He's one of the, the nicest reception. men ever. Yeah, he, from the outside, I don't personally know Darren Moore, but yeah. I'm sure you'll get his number and ring him up. <laughs> oh fuck off, Hachi! Serious. <laughs> Listen, You've can got... you get me his number though? Yeah, no problem. I'll text you after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Let Let's get back onto the game again. Right. So I, I don't one even know more where we've thing, got right? to. <laughs> so one person we're really impressed in was uh, Adeni Ran. I think he's absolutely class. By the way, player. Like, player. He, I call him he, Princess. He lo- oh dear. Why yeah, is that? Because he's my princess. <laughs> <laughs> Does he clean your boots as well? <laughs> That's so wrong. No, it sounds how it's meant to sound. He is my princess. Just put it out there. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. Let's get Dennis on the show. I bet you, I bet you're fucking his princess. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he looks solid. Like they're just bouncing off him. He's got a good touch. Yeah. Um, I think he of, of all the players that we've seen so far, he, he does look one of the you know, one of the ones that you know he's going to be like nailed on a, you know, a starter every every week. I thought he's not because Paul on Facebook said he's not good enough. Well, like like Sam said, everyone's got an everyone's got an everyone's opinion, got an opinion, opinion isn't he? Yeah, but I mean. You touched on it already, Sam. Like I thought that Charlton, like historically, just a dirty side, and mm. it looked that way, didn't it, um, on Saturday? It was just one of those games. They were they were physical. They was they they were doing what they had to do. Obviously, I've never played in League One, but I presume it's a typical League One League One game. They're big lumps uh, putting themselves about, and that's how the game went. The pitch was quite slow until it started raining, so it obviously didn't suit us as much. But look, 
at the end of the day, we have to put ourselves onto the game and show our ident- identity and start scoring goals. And that's what we've, we're working on in training. And uh, the more we get Gregory on and flow fitter, I think the yeah. better we'll be. He, he looked an handful, that uh, Jaden Stockler. Yeah, Oof. yeah, he, he's a funny one because he's a big lump. I, I, I bet you, I bet you never really felt threatened like he was going to score. Did no, you? never. But even when he had, lump. even when he had that clear chance, like James, can you remember when it was just me and you doing podcast, and I told you about Jaden when I said when at the time because he started off at Bournemouth, and I know you're going to take piss trials and say here we go name dropping, but when he was at Bournemouth, you know I worked in Zante, he'd come to on holiday with a few players that were better than him and stuff, and he played for Bournemouth at the time, and he run about going out and loan to this team, that team, Exeter, and all this. And he's one of them players where he's an handful. He really is an handful, but you never really, you, you're not scared sort of thing about him scoring the goals. With thinking, target, now, Sammy, with, with these new players, Sammy, out of all players we've signed, again, it's hard to say while you're playing, but out of all these players we've signed, when you, when the squad numbers were announced, that's when, as a fan, that's gone to pre-season games. Like, we've been to Alfreton, things like that. Like, you remember at Alfreton when you were shouting me to come over to give me a shirt and I was too busy. But when, yeah. when, this, pre, when this pre-season happened... And in these pre-season games, all these names are given out. And me and James, should he post, took out to us. But then when a Denny Ram were given that number eight and you know he's going to be involved, you watch sort of games back and stuff like that. Would you say, put your personal opinion, a Denny Ram and should he put an underdog sort of things, which sign like the two class signings? So, do you know what I'm trying no, to say? I see, you know, like I think people read too much into numbers. Because yeah, normally at Sheffield Wednesday, the chairman picked our numbers. And this year, like, we got to the like the gaffer sorted it out. So like as like a, like a, other clubs would do, like we picked our own numbers. So like everyone just chose what they wanted. I chose number five because I've got there's five of me. Like I've got three kids and my missus. So the kids, I said, what number should we have, kids? And they went number five. So I chose number five, not because I'm going to play centre half, just because that's what happened. Do you know what I mean? No one's guaranteed to to, no. to play just because of the number you've got. Exactly. Exactly. Koki's number thirty four this year, but that's just it. Fuck off, you. I'm <laughs> before I said he's not captain of Grimsby, by the way, no chance. Well, while we're, we're talking about numbers, <laughs> what, what what about when when Joe Wildsmith tipped up in number two shirt? Do you know what? That's still when a new player comes in, that still goes off in the dressing room. We still speak about that today. <laughs> like, what was what? going on? There? Joe was number two. Yeah, yeah, Wildsmith number two. It's all to do with the chairman. Um, is very. Oh, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Superstitious and stuff like that. So it goes yeah. on your birthday, what time you was born, and, and that's how he used to pick the numbers for all of us. Wow. What well, <laughs> one player I do want to talk about who, uh, who we're excited to, to see is uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell. I thought when we when we signed him that were a you know fantastic signing. However, yeah. I must say the first two games I've seen him, it does look a little bit rusty. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say it. That's like my my personal opinion. I don't know what you thought, Jamie. Well, what I think is it's hard to say while while Sammy's here, in it? Because he's still playing. No, but listen, listen, it's not even that. Listen, let's not let's not forget. We've only played one game, boys. And also, like Hutchie said, the first couple games is always going to be a bit nervy. You've got to let the team gel. It's never going to just start off straight away. Boom. You know what I mean? You've got to give it a bit of time. When we spoke to Mickey Gray, yeah, we spoke to Mickey Gray and if he'd have done a podcast while he were playing at Wednesday at that point, yeah, and we said to him, me and James said to him, listen, Fucking Leon Clark, right? He's got wrong attitude. Yeah, Mickey Gray's going to be sat there and he's, he's going to go, well, and he's not going to say out. He can't say out, right? And we don't know whether he liked him or whether he do not like him at the time and stuff like this. So you, this is why it's hard to say we're a current player who's on. 
But with yeah, but I'm not asking. I'm not asking Sam the question. I'm asking you, Jamie. So what? Yeah, what this do is why I'm saying this. This is my answer because we don't. It's in my job. What I do. If somebody was slating a guy that I know, I work with, I'd be like, "You fuck it," and I want to kick off. But with Peacock Farrell, he's a, he's a world class. I think he's class. I really do. I've seen him when I, when I saw the World Cup qualifiers and stuff, and I've seen him qualifying. I said, "What league's he in?" I, I searched him. When did he need to get him? I said that to you before, and I put him as my yeah, top yeah. person to get. But at the same time, right now, if I say he needs to command his his area better, yeah, Sam, Sammy, as much as he might agree with that or not, he's not going to sit there and say it while he's playing for us because he's a dickhead thing so, to do. Well, I would say, though, you've got to think, he's been at Burnley, he hasn't played. He played more times for Northern Ireland than he did at Burnley. Yeah. And then, obviously, yeah. Burnley playing a different way that we play. We're playing out from the back and Burnley don't necessarily do that. So, he's just finding his feet in a new team. And also, like, like, only like just come in as well. Actually. Like all the other players, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's a whole new team. How many, yeah, how many time. signings have you brought in? Yeah, but Giles, 12, 12. Giles, I get this, but just re- answering that question is if if you're if I'm a Wednesday keeper now, which I'm never going to be, if I'm in net for Wednesday, and I've got Sam Hutchinson and Dominic Iorfa in front of me, I, you've got to feel safe catching the ball, and there's no one around him. And he's punching the ball a few times. That's my personal opinion, right? <laughs> Listen, he's a good keeper. I want I would have him over anybody else in division. But my personal opinion is if you're a keeper like Peacock Farrell and a corner comes in like that one, for example, did, it no, there's no excuses. Yeah, I don't but think... let me put it in a different way. The best keeper Wednesday's had, who would you say it was? Westwood. He'd never come for crosses. No, no, but if he if he comes for crosses. When did you cross, see Westy coming? Either way, when did you see Westy? I played for Westy for years and I totally agree. Probably the best championship goalkeeper there's been or one yeah. of but he never come crosses no but I'm not even Peacock Farrell's a big lump and he'll come and punch it and sometimes that relieves the pressure obviously everyone wants a keeper to come and collect it but it was pissing down the rain yesterday yeah, well, yeah. His first. yeah he's under the cosh with big lumps coming in at him and I think he only only once when Dom headed the ball away and to be fair if one of our players gets on gets a clearance or he punches it or catches it as long as it's not a goal, he's kept two clean sheets. Listen, wait, yeah, listen. Paul, Paul on Facebook said he should have caught it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet Paul. Let me speak to Paul. Paul, Paul's his yeah. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, hey, yeah, James, Paul's in that jacuzzi, isn't he? Yeah, Jamie, 100%. Giles, I'm Jamie. It's my jacuzzi. Now we we've mentioned it again. Um, the person earlier said that you know we, we played well in that second in that second half, like. You know, like Jamie said earlier, I, I thought, and, and you said as well, Sam, we were we were under the cosh. I mean, but I think you take a positive it... from that because we was under the cosh. I know I just batted in again, but like, how many times last year have we crumbled? Well, that's what someone else said as well. You know, it's, it, it's, it's yeah, it's, I agree. We've got a completely different mentality, and the group's got a completely men- different mentality. For the first time in years, it's positive. It's positive around the group, and it's like us against the world. And like nil nil, yeah. Everyone wanted to win. We weren't we weren't happy with a nil-nil, but we got Not away from it. We didn't lose. We kept a clean sheet and we, we dug in. I've said to James on last week's podcast and Giles, I've never been so pessimistic as a Wednesday fan when we got relegated, but then within space of two weeks like that, being so positive and optimistic because of how things have turned around. Like It feels like we've got a manager. As soon as you know when you watch it, all you want, Sammy, you know what we're like, right? You know why we love you. Like when I've, every mm. away game I've been to, no matter what, win, lose or draw, right? Whether you're on bench, you come and you clap our fans and that's all we want. When we played Charlton, before the game started, Darren Moore walked out, walked over to the fans and clapped him, right? You can't yeah. not like the guy. You can't not like that's him. That's a respect. That's a respect. He knows how football works. He, he's a proper man. 
regardless of how football is or whatever, you have to be a man to to demand a dressing room, command a dressing room, sorry, and have the respect of fans and everything alike and players at the same time, but still have the humility to act in a way that people like you and everything. And he just does it. He knows it. He's been in football long enough to do it. He's got the staff around him to do it. And he's trying to make Sheffield Wednesday a proper football club. Like last, like back in last season, I said, there were a lot of negativity around the club and things like that. I said, and what I think we both said, didn't we, Jamie? Like, it was probably the best thing. Well, not the best thing to get relegated. I don't, I don't. Obviously, of course, we want to stay in the championship. Every fan wants us to stay in the championship. But I just, I just thought personally, to get rid of certain players that all we've known for the last couple of seasons is mm-hmm. defeat after defeat after defeat. It's been you know a lot of negative vibes and stuff. Now to bring twelve players in that are new to the club. They want to succeed. They want to do well. A lot of, lot of young players as, as well that are perhaps, you know, biggest biggest club that they've ever played for. There's some, you know, experience in there that, uh, that you know, they've been around the block and what have you. It just seems to me like the players like yourself that have, you know, that you was there last season, Bannon were there, Windass, but that positivity, like... It's like, back. It rubs, it rubs off on you, doesn't it? It's what we said, James. Yes. Like, when we last... Sorry, Sam. When we last got to League One, it was the best... As a Wednesday fan... I don't know if you know about it or not, but when we got promoted against Hartlepool, like it was the best season ever. We got to clear out, got new people in, et cetera, et cetera. But the best two signings we made this season, and Giles, make a joke about it all you want. The best two signings Wednesday made is Sam Hutchinson and Barry Bannon. They're the best two signings we've made, and they are, because what you don't see... Every time someone comes on, he always has to say that, doesn't he? Yeah, but stop talking shit, because I don't. Listen, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something right now. Right now, right now, Get Kim Olsen on and ask and tell me, let me tell him he's fucking good. Anyway. You'd be safe. Kim Olsen's the best. Oh, one minute, Mum. Giles is talking shit again. Anyway, so basically, right, the best two signs. Your mum loves me, though. Your mum loves me. Yeah, she knows that Yeah, he's still going. What? I love you, darling. Yeah, it's finished. Right, so Giles and Barry, because basically, right, when we spoke to Samedo, when I spoke to Samedo, Sam, right, he said, he, he, he were always on bench, like Samedo, most of the time, right? And it was a happy bench. And he said, when it's a happy bench, like you imagine right now, me, like I said to James, if I'm a football player, I'm never going to be in Giles before you start. And I'm going to a club. And Samedo is there at the training ground and he's on bench. And he's like, this is Sheffield Wednesday, blah, blah. You want, I, I want to go there because of people like him. Yeah. Like you and Barry Bannon, right? You're, the, you're them type of players. Like people will be attracted to Wednesday because you two play for him. Simple. So yeah. you leaving Wednesday or Bannon leaving Wednesday. He sort of sways people sort of thing in a way. But when people come to a club, they come to a club. And like people have said, and Darren Moore said, he's had, uh, Barry's had a lot of say on people. Come, if he can if he can be offered contracts at these big clubs or whatever whatever anyone's saying, but he can stay at Wednesday because he wants to be here. He's even said himself it was a bad place to be at the end of last season. And now, it's, now it feels good again. So it attracts people in a way. But personalities like you and Barry... In, I just said last season, like I said to James, there were no leaders before, even before you come, right? I, I'm not, I hate naming names, but like people like Izzy Brown and all these people alone, right? And we've just lost three, two. The best example I can have, uh, Sam, and you, you might love the guy or not, I, I, to, my, to me, it don't matter, but we just tuned up at Luton all the time. We lost three, two. And Izzy Brown, Izzy Brown, within five minutes on the, on the team coach home, is tweeting his mates. New new website saying follow these guys, and I'm just thinking like I'm just thinking what 
what the fuck? Like when when it, that promotion season, you're on court. You're the type of person that'd be sat there going, "What you're doing? Like you're gonna upset people." Do you know? Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's just, it just didn't seem like say, anyone yeah. interested. And as a player, as a fan looking in now, and you've got you and Barry there, and you've got Dominic, and you've got Darren Moore as the manager. You've just got to be appealing to go to. Whereas last season, we're losing after game after game after game, and it's just these players that are alone tweeting like, "Look at my mates, new trainers and stuff," and it's infuriating as a fan. Yeah. As, yeah, I get that, and but I also look at on the other side of it, right? And I get the fact of obviously what happened at Luton, and I can see both sides of it because I don't do that. I don't do um, social media or anything like that. But um, you have to have a life as well. Do you know what I mean? You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Boys no, are going to get slated. There's a time. Like there's, a said, time. there's a time. That... Yeah, but how, how is there a time? How is there a time for him? And then, but you could, if if something went right with you, or so your mate was doing something, like imagine your best mate's a plumber, and he said, "I'll put this on your thingy," and it was two minutes after a game. You love, you're a diehard Sheffield Wednesday fan. You'd do it. Right. So, right, then, so a question for you then: You're on social media. I'm not. No, but I'm saying you <laughs> for this are, reason. Though. For this reason, exactly, I'm not in it because it just opens a can of worms for everyone. It What's does. The point? You're on I'm social. I'm in so much trouble. Let's get this right before I even say this. I fucking love you and you love me, so this is not going to be a, a problem with me and you. But He's the only one that loves you. But, but, if he but does Sammy, love you, you're on social media, for example, right? We've just lost 3-2 yeah. to Luton, 2 no up at half-time. Is it surely, even though you've got to have a life, it's the last thing on your mind to go and tweet your mate's new clothing brand? Yeah, 100%. But for him, that might have been uh, an escapism from the pressure of playing football. And I know Izzy Brown because I knew him as a kid. You, you could shrug your shoulders, but like what we do and the pressure that gets put on you by outside influences, some people can't handle. Some people can't 100%. handle it. 100%. And that is a, an escapism that people use. Me and Koki have different escapisms. He used to like to clean my boots and I used to watch him. <laughs> but like, no, but do you know what I mean? Me and Koki go out for meals and we speak about like things. It's, that, that's a little, little escapism. Some people, like we, we're older generation. Like I see us more as men. Like, like we're, like we're he's, different. He's spot on. He's spot on because everyone's different. Yeah, you can't put everyone in the same category and think, no. yeah, he's the same as. But it's like Roy. Roy Keane used to batter Jesse Lingard for going on social media and doing all his things. But don't make him a bad player. That just that is the generation. Like I'm not into that. I'm not into. But it is what it is. The easiest way of putting it, like I've said, when we spoke to ex players, and I think it were Glenn Lovins who said it at the time, and he put it into perspective. The easiest way of putting it. So I'm a joiner and I fit. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Some, I fit a door wrong, yeah, so I've got to redo it. And you just have your manager, your boss at the time, have a go at you for doing it, whatever. But you're a football player. Like, you have an open net. And you know they don't want to miss, but you have an open net. But all it's, it's inches and fractions. Like, 
Glenn Bovard said, and all it does is come off wrong side of your boot. That's it. And then you get slated and, and you, 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 it's such a hard job and under pressure. And sometimes people can't deal with it. Like we spoke to so many ex-players who like, they, they cower up, then they don't want to play. They don't want to take, they don't want to start because of this. And it's a massive club to be at. And when it's bad, like all anyone's ever said is when it's bad, it's bad with fans, but it's fractions. And as a player, you've got 30,000 people watching you. You miss a sitter when you don't want to, but you're going to get slated for it. Whereas you do a normal job and you do something wrong, it's no problem because it's not as... You're not as in the public as so I get it. You're not scrutinised, are you? You're not scrutinised. It's like it's like yesterday, right? So it took us. We got we had a nightmare journey at, uh, coming down to London. No one knows that. No one no one knows it took us nearly six and a half hours to get down on a Friday, and no one knows we was there 15 minutes before we were meant to kick off. We walked. We didn't even park the bus. Was it driving backwards the bus or what? We walked. We didn't even park the bus. We got there 15 minutes before we went out to warm up. And we oh walked through God. all the Charlton fans. It's funny you said oh, that actually because uh, we we asked um, Alex Miller from the start yeah, 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 yeah. Um, about about Lee Lee Gregory. Um, is it true that he's not travelled? Uh, and he said, "I don't know. I've not even seen the team bus yet." So from him saying that, it, it makes perfect sense because the bus <laughs> the bus weren't even there. Exactly, but that's what people don't see. Is you don't see. There's there's many things that go on and a lot of things anything, that go on. Yeah, there's even like with families and stuff like that and. And different things, do you know what I mean? So there's many things. Well, yeah. actually, one thing, what I would say, going back to social media, if you're on social media, you know that there's going to come negativity, right? Consequences, 100%. So for me, if you're on social media, you need to be able to deal with that. Because yeah. if you can't deal with that, then don't go on it. No. And if, if like you said, I, I do, to a certain extent, agree with Jamie about there's a time and a place. So and do I. Two minutes after a game. I can kind of get that. But if he decides to put something, then he needs to be mentally strong and man enough to think, yeah. well, something might come back. There might be a backlash and I'll have to deal with that. Yeah, I totally agree to, with that. J- James, James, I've got to do this now while we're talking about it because I've had 78, and I counted them, 78 messages. And this is a, bit, a tiny bit hard for me. This is why I'm doing it, because of this. And when I opened up to one of these fans about it, he said, yeah, but you don't need to say it's you necessarily, but I'm going to do it. So, mental health. Everybody that listens to this podcast, everybody that listens to this podcast, we had an email and a message, didn't we, James? And it, it, I sent it to James straight away. And he said, it was a fan that said, so what you guys do is brilliant. Like, you talk to these players, you talk, you're just like normal fans in a pub. And he went on and on. And at the end, he said, at the end, he said, it, mental health. He said, he struggles. It doesn't matter whether you've got kids, whatever. He struggles. And he says, if, without this podcast, he wouldn't want to wake up on a Monday morning when we release it and go for a job. Like, things like this, right? So, yeah. for, every, for everyone listening, you all know what I'm like. Everyone that's got me on social media and stuff. I've run events abroad. I've, I've, I've got with girls. I've had loads of friends. But I struggle massively. I struggle massively. And when I put this podcast down now, and this is serious for me, and it's massive to say it, but I feel like the courage from the 78 messages I've had personally of people, I'm going to do it. So, I have been... Felt shit. I've I've been I've had counselors. I've been Giles knows a message, Giles about a message, James about it. I've been in a bad place, and that's not because like you tell your dad, yeah, but you're a good looking lad, you've got good band, you've got mates, you can get good. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. The woman that was seeing me in therapy was telling me she'd just been to a Man City footballer's house who've got kids, he's got kids, he's got all the money in the world, but he's struggling. It happens to people, so it's cliche to say because the last thing I wanted to do when I felt down. And I felt at my worst and felt, yeah, maybe like doing something to myself, as horrible as it is to say, but I'm 
I'm trying to open up, right? When I felt like my worst, the last thing I wanted to do was go on Facebook and put a status saying I feel shit. The last thing you want to do. The last thing I want to do is message my friends saying, I feel like I want to do this. Because then all they're going to do is message me saying, are you all right? And I don't want that. But genuinely serious, we've had so many messages of people. I have on Facebook. I'll speak to everyone. Me. Nothing matters more than the mental health. So everyone that's messaging or listening to this now, when I said this, don't take it for granted. Our inbox on Twitter, at WTID pod, Wednesdayside iPod, you message that. With me and James are always on it. James is a bit different to me. Like, he's, he's, he works, he's bollocks off, but he's got kids and he's always busy. I'll always see these messages. I'll reply to all of you. I'll, video, I'll FaceTime you. I'll meet you and have a coffee with you, whatever, because it's hard to get through. And even now, I come off this podcast and I've just spoke to, yeah, he's cringy, but Sammy's what, I, I love him. And I've had the best time of my life speaking to him. And I come off here and then I'm this very happy guy and no one sees what was off after, but I'll sit here and I'm so upset about stuff. So you can message us and I will talk to you, every single person. And that is genuinely serious. So I had to get that in. Anyway. Fair play, Joe. Yeah, good stuff, Jamie. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, Jamie. That's, that's class. Moving on from that. I don't want the serious shit. I don't like the serious shit. I had to do the mental health. Yeah, but you have to speak about it. You have to speak about it because I've done, I've spoken loads of mental health and been through loads of shit. So speaking about it and exercise is the only way you get through it. The exactly. only way. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll read out the, I'll read out the message that, that got, got sent to us. Uh, um, I said, I'll not say who it's from, what have you, but I would 100% suggest contacting the club to help you with running costs and how they can support you. It's great what you guys do. We're not only promoting the club itself. You do an awful lot for people who support the club, as in helping mental health. For example, I go on a run every time one of your pods is out. I enjoy listening to it, and it makes me want want to just have the release from work. And without the pod, I don't think I'd do the run. So, uh, so yeah. That's the best That's... thing for mental health, trust me. When I struggled with, with it all, with suicidal thoughts everything i was in the priory obviously it's it's public knowledge and i spoke about it quite a lot and done little different podcasts and everything yeah you have to do exercise even if it's just a walk it releases so many different endorphins and makes you feel so much better just to get out and do something it's so important thanks here's an also james james when i message you when i message you about it james because you don't like seeing it there i couldn't have done that a few months ago but when I spoke to my first therapist about it, and even now, like I said, people are going to listen to this and they're like, fucking hell. But when I spoke to my first therapist, I was sat there saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel like this. I feel like that. And she was like, it's normal. It's more normal than you think. I think at the time, it's because you're so proud. Like, you feel, you look at it like there's something wrong with you. Like, what are you on about? I'm not fucking weirdos, depressed and all that. But it's so many people. And that's why I want to get it out of there. Because all we get, James, and you know yourself as all, Giles, we'll just get thousands of messages. But... 90% of them that talk about me is, I love it, our James is serious with this. We love Giles, you on that, but we love our, our Jamie, like, we feel like we know him. We go for a pint with his banter and all this. So they won't expect it from me. And it's the least least people you'd expect it from. So that's the last we're saying on it. Yeah, because that's on. all the show. That's yeah. all the show. But I, I do love you, though. I weren't, show, I weren't joking about that. No, but what I'm saying is I've been there. Giles knows me in the changing room. He knows what I'm like. Do you know what I mean, Giles? Yeah, I know what you like, mate. And it's... Like it's a show because you put it on. Yep, hundred percent. How many players do we do we see like that? Okay, loads. Kirky was the same. Yeah, you'd never what, say. Kirk and, what, and what a guy Kirky was, by the way. What one a the, fucking guy. Probably one of the best, like in our dressing yeah. room, weren't he? Chris the Kirkland. Best. The best. And he struggles Kirk mentally. He struggles massively mentally. Um, yeah, and, I've got so much time for him. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Yeah, one of the so, best. So if we do move on, because I don't. 
we move on. I want to say one thing, and James, you'll like this. It was a question I had from a fan, and this is not having a go at anything. It's, it's to both of you. So it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant just because we know how much you treat your <coughs> fans as, as players, but it said this. It said, mate, can you ask Giles, but they didn't know you were on, Sammy, next time he's on, if they actually understand as a normal fan, I am on £250 a week, for example, as a normal wage. I have kids, I have bills. It, I got to the train station to go to Charlton at 7am, which cost me 20 quid. I got a train and back, which were 90 quid. £15 for the tube for the day, so I spent 130 quid on travel. We had seven or eight beers each, which were about 50 quid, and that's before the £30 for match ticket, and that's without programme or even food. So we're spending 200 quid. The players realise how much fans actually put in. That's what he said. Ma of course. And my reply yeah, of course to, we do. Before you even answer it, my reply to him was, like, well, I'm sure they do. But then he said, yeah, but that £200, for example, that's when we're on £250 a week. So set out a, a footballer's on five grand a week, for example, that's like him spending £4,500 to go to something. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, do you actually... And let me say something. I'm telling you now, there are some footballers that fucking spend all their money. 1,000%. 1,000%. Well. It's all really... So I can, I can completely understand where he's coming from. It's yeah. already I I complete. That's amazing, by the way, that he's willing to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and but listen, it's relative, players, and it's players, his, we, we we know that, and we do appreciate that. It's our and it's also his choice to do yeah. that because he loves the club. And as players, we'll appreciate that massively. But there are players that are, I know that are on twenty five grand a week, and they spunk all their money every month. <laughs> Sammy, you know, do you know Marcus Tudgate? Tuggy, yeah, I play with him at Forest. He works on train lines now. Monday to Friday. Yeah. Monday to Friday, 6am to 1pm. We asked him why he does it. And it's because he wants his kids to know there's no for free in life. And that's yeah, why yeah. he does it. Because he says, as a footballer, yeah, you get this short life span, whatever, where you get this. But he says at the same time, when you've stopped, like, it's it's very difficult because you've got this big house or you've got what yeah. you, you've got what you pay for, but you're not getting as much money as you used to be, which is understandable. Yeah. But Tudgate, having him on the podcast, and I works on train lines, it's, it's surreal. Like to think things. Top man Tudgate, yeah, yeah, he's just. But do you know what? Like that, I think. Like I've always wanted to go on a building site because my all my mates are builders and stuff like that. And I just think something out of football, <laughs> something out of football. Like obviously, I want to stay in football because I love football and it's my passion, whatever. But I want to see my kids grow up on a weekend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like. And it's then tough, I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy my work and have no pressure. Like going on a building site. Obviously, there's pressure to do a good job, but fuck me. Like what a laugh that'd be. <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, a couple of things that have just like um, broken like fairly fairly recently. Um, one being that uh, Liam Palmer uh, has been linked with uh, Nottingham Forest. Um, now, Giles, like Liam Palmer, would you be would you be willing to let him go? And do you think he would go? Um, listen, it's it's a good opportunity for him if if it is true. Uh, back in the championship, Forest is another big club. Um, as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, I'd want him to stay because I think he definitely adds something to the squad. But if you're if you're in Liam Palmer's shoes, it's you know what what do you what do you want? Does he want to go and play in the championship? Does he think that Sheffield Wednesday will get promoted and he wants to stay with the club that he's been been with for I don't know ever since he was fucking eight or something? It, it's a very it's a really difficult one. Now I don't know is that true? Is the rumor true? Is it or is it just a rumor? 
Well, you, you never know. You never know until someone comes out and, and confirms it, do you? But whether yeah. it is or not, I think for 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 Liam as a player, right? He's like we've spoke about Liam a lot, right? And when we had that amazing team, when it were Sammy and Bannon in the middle, and then you had all these players up the playoff team, yeah. It goes when he were playing at the time as fans, it were like, oh, Palmer's at right back, and, and now he's you, you want him every time. He's, he's like a regular in team. And you don't realise how much you miss someone. Like we always said, James, with Keevan Lee, we never realised how much you missed that kid until he didn't play for Wednesday. He was unbelievable. You don't realise until he didn't play. No. For Palmer, I think it could be one of them where you don't realise how solid he is unless he goes. Palms yeah. is my best mate at a club, right? And I think he gets a bit of fair on, like a bit of stick when he does, when it's not due because he's been there at the club and it's an easy target. But he has literally gone from the academy... It's amazing. And all the way up and still we there. We talked about him, And he should get some recognition for that. He's, he's an international. Yeah. And fuck me. Like, any other club, I know he... Like, and he's playing left-back at the moment. He's playing That's what I'm saying. He goes to left-back. Yeah, There's no shit. There's no moaning no. role. He just goes no, to he never moans. He never moans. And he never says anything. He keeps his head down and he works his bollocks off. Well, if you well, James, say, yeah, James he's James, would a... you want it Palms to stay? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I would yeah, because because I feel I feel like one thing we've lacked in this team is, is competition for places. Too many times last season, you could you knew what team were going to go out every every week. You you could you could guess the team every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, I think having competition is good. Just because we've got um, Jack Hunt at right at right back, just because we've signed um, Lewis Gibson who can also play left back, don't mean that we have to ship out. The, the other player that plays in that position, yeah. it should be a good thing, and, and it should be that we need to have this competition as fans. We should be when that team sheet comes out, we should not know who's going to be playing. Like I don't want it to be that I should be able to pick man for man yeah. every player in that in that. Unless team. we're winning should... week in week out, and then you know, you know. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but even, that's even, a good. Yeah, even, but if you're winning still... week, there's nothing better than winning than a winning team, and you keep that team because you have that, you build that momentum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd want the competition for places. I'd no, want that still breeds competition to... because the people in training yeah. will still want to... Do you know what I mean? I, they won't be in that me side. Me personally, yeah. I, I think it would be a right shame if he if he, if he he left. I'll but be then... honest, I, I want Palms to stay. But if he was to go, then I don't think anyone can, you know... Begrudging no. that because he's going to a championship... No, you can't. You can't begrudge got... that. And you get the idiot, no. idiot fan that would be like, get rid. But when, this is the way I see things now. When we just spoke about mental health, this is a, touching on it a tiny bit. Look at what Liam Palmer does off the pitch, right? Off the pitch, right? Oh, massive. If he's playing for Sheffield Wednesday and a player's signing for Sheffield Wednesday, I want to be signing for Wednesday because we've got players like Sammy and Bannon who stayed when they could have gone to higher clubs. I want to be playing for a player like Palmer who's playing for us who does all this off the pitch when he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do this shit. Rash, Rashford does what he does off pitch, yeah, but he's a massive name. That's why he gets all recognition. Liam Palmer does stuff like this for Wednesday, but he's not that massive name. Do you know what I'm saying? So players like that is the players you want to play with, like the players well, you want to be around. Palmer's one of your own. He's the only one of one of your own. He's only, apart from yeah. Joe Wildsmith. Palmer's been playing in. The, he's he's drew a testimonial. He, he hasn't been even that. Palm, he's drew a testimonial. He ain't even moaned that he ain't got one. He was he was due one last year or the year before. He ain't moaned. Wow. Well, Every other yeah. player would be moaning. How old is yeah. he? he He's yeah, 29. So yeah. he's 29. He's the only player who's 29, but he's been at Wednesday for 32 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and still looks about 21. 
off the back of that then, so for both you, Giles and, and Sam, so did transfer rumours unsettle you as a nah. player? Like, have you, have you, have you had any tra- like any rumours nah, going around? never. Not me. I don't ever put anything in. Like, I think if someone wants out, then you'll see it in the papers because they're agent to put in. If you don't want it, if you don't want it, like at one stage when I was at Sheffield Wednesday, when we got to the semi-finals, like there was a chance I was going to Celtic. Hmm. But, it never but did that affect me. you? No one, no, it didn't affect me because no one ever knew it because I didn't put it out there. But that was just that is. But I mean, what if, it, if it, what what we're saying is, if players, no, it wouldn't affect me because that's my personality. Like, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, when it's in the papers and it's just rumours, most of the time it's the putting it in so they get a new contract. You've just got yeah, that's true as well. You know the funny thing is, Giles, Hutch, Sammy, listen to this, right? You call me Hutch if you want. Call me Hutch. Uh, Hutch, your best friend. Not I Sammy. Can't wait to, I, I can't wait to start calling him Sammy. <laughs> oh, Sammy, Sammy. I'll start Sammy, calling Sammy, you Giles. Sammy, 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 Hutchinson. I'm cleaning your boots again. Boys, I'm trying to talk here. Hello. Sorry, James. Sure. You've done too much of that today. You've done. Me, me and James going to have a talk with you after this show. The last two things I want to say before James moves on is fantasy football team. We're doing a fantasy football for all our uh, podcast listeners. So we're going to put a code on there for new season. So we'll keep everyone up to date. It was at top and all that. So yeah, fantasy Premier League. We're going to get all links out there. And this one for you, Giles. So Andy Fraser, he went to a game at Brighton and he said, please tell him his, his shins were fucked from that goal you scored. You know that world you scored at Brighton. His shins were Yeah, Hutchie remembers that, don't you? Hey, Hutchie remembers that. I do. Yellow kit. I do. That was that was the first game of the season. What a goal, mate. You remember that, bad boy? I only remember it because you was fucked after your celebration and you didn't oh run the rest God, of the game. Blowing. You didn't run the rest blowing, of the game. Me and Kieran Lee <laughs> was doing your running. James, James, only one more goal he scored at Brighton than me and you. On goals. Yes. Go on then, Sam. So... The goal that stands out for me, not because of the goal, because to be fair, it was a bit of a shit goal. Arsenal. It was just your... He only scored <laughs> shit goals, didn't he? Yeah, but do you know the story behind that? I didn't touch it. What? Did you not? No, so what? I'm credited with a goal and it goes down as my goal, but I don't touch the ball. He the Bushy, I'm sure you it, touched it. No, I know who... Fuck, I was there, Koki. I was in the goal. <laughs> I don't I touch it. the ball. You did. I didn't. I promise you I didn't. I don't get why you're lying. So, I don't get why you're lying to my face. Lip read me. Glenn Lubens goes, did you score? I went, no. And obviously I played with Petr Cech for, for years and he come in laughing and we spoke about in the tunnel after the game. He was like, you never scored once past me in training for how many years? And I was like, I didn't score. Like, come off the bushy. What would he mum? <laughs> yeah, he's trying, to, he's trying to not claim a goal against Arsenal. All right. But yeah, so yeah. It's mine though. It's mine. It goes in the record books as mine. Can, but can I, I touch on a bad it. one? Because I hate saying this, but it'll stand out. You'll know what I'm going to say. So, if anybody's going to score against Sheffield United, we want it to be you or Bannon, right? Oh, I should have scored, shouldn't I? Do what? Do you know that goal? Scored. You can't say what you'd have done if you would have scored. But would that have just been that header? Would it an header? Would it an header when you were? When no, you were... I slid in, didn't I? I oh, ran you slid in. in, slid in. Like, but that. Do you want me to tell you a lie as well? So Fleck lied to Chris Wilder because Chris Wilder come out in a paper and said that I said, leave it, leave it. And he just randomly left the ball. And that was their excuse that Flecky left the ball. I didn't say anything. He just didn't get the ball. And I thought he was going to clear it. And then, yeah, missed it. Didn't now you just ruin that as well? Because we all thought you said leave it, which has made you even bigger legend. <laughs> yeah. Than you were doing. yeah what are you doing, Sam? Edit all this out. 
Hutch. 100%. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 100%. You I can't take credit for that as well. So the two best moments I've had in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt are not even true. So I'm actually <laughs> shit. Just fucking shit. Do you know the best bet I ever had? Go on. So you, you can have bets on all these accumulators or whatever, but the best yeah. bet I ever had, it was a tenner on Wednesday in United to draw nil-nil with under yeah. so many corners, under so many shots on target, no bookings, 200 to one, 10 on it, two grand, right? So when you went through like that, and you had that, I, went, I went, yeah! <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Even against United, I didn't know what to do. Did I not get booked in that game? No, I can't believe it, mate. I had I had twenty quid on you. Twenty quid on you in twelfth minute. Even Hutchie's surprised he didn't get booked. Look at him. Yeah, I am surprised. Well, you know, like at Charlton, at Charlton when you got booked, like joking. Yeah, it's not booking. One one foul. Yeah, no, I saw you with one foul. Shock one foul. you got booked on the first game of the season, mate. It was the referee. Fuck let me now. tell you now, the referee. They warned me about it. The ref. Oh fucking hell! It was a nice geezer, to be fair, and I was having a bit of banter with him, but like. Like they were kicking lumps out of everyone. Sean Clare done exactly the same tackle on their yeah. box, and he didn't even book him. I was like, "Well, just book him. Have some consistency." But but joking aside, when you did that and you got that yellow, like, do you then go in changing room at half time and get us and get a book out and put and put a tick next to the game to say, "Yeah, I got a yellow." <laughs> no, I do that when I don't get a yellow. Oh, because you're some bigger. I'll be there at half time every week, wouldn't I? Hey, we didn't we didn't talk about Sean Clare, did we? How did he get on? Oh yeah, I yeah. think he was very good. He's all right. He's a threat in behind, isn't he? I always liked him technically at um, Sheffield Wednesday. He's a threat. He was a threat running. I, th- I think that was half the problem in the second half. They, uh, the midfielders struggled to to track him. Why did he leave? Why? Like he, he went to Hearts. Like he was a big thing about him leaving, going to this. He wasn't really playing, was he? No, he, he would really never play. He wasn't he never involved got, that much. He would have never. Nah, he would have never got into the first team. He broke into the first team and he scored against Derby. We beat him two 0 Yeah, but who did he break? It? Who did he break into the first team under? I don't know. You do. Come on, James. There was a uh... there was a lot of people that broke into the first team under him that don't. Oh, you look currently... high. There we go. Yeah. There. Yeah, he played a lot of the young boys, didn't he? There we go. I think I think Luca yeah, offered right. offered me a game at one point. <laughs> He didn't offer me one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, no, on about contracts and what have you, um, it's also been uh, reported today that, that Windass has uh, they've op- opened up uh, talks with Josh Windass for a new contract. For me, personally, that's got to be a good thing. I think one thing that has been shown like last season is, I know obviously there's a lot of things behind the scenes and what have you, there's, there's, there's players that, that left, that you know, went out of contract that we perhaps could have could have kept and, and actually were an asset to the club, i.e., um, Origide, uh, it being you know being one of them. So for me, it's it's good it's good that that we are having these talks. And I think I think I looked earlier on. There's only Bannon, Deli Bashiru, and and yourself now, uh, Sam, who is, is actually going to be still in contract at the end of the season. So yeah. after the first few games and stuff, we we need to be you know keeping some of these players and and signing them on 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 longer deals because I, I don't want to get in that situation like we did last season where players You're going into a relegation battle with 10 players out of contract it's never great is it let's be perfectly honest and even if you're going for a promotion push and you've got 10 players out of contract they're going to look after themselves I I know not all 10 will because look at Tom Lee's what he did and fair play to him he, he nearly fucked himself up because of it but um I think that's the understanding of football what Darren Moore's brought to the club him trying to get that philosophy over that you that's how football works and giving the chairman and the people in the back the understanding how that will help 
Sheffield Wednesday and the chairman succeed in what what his dream is. Yeah, yeah. So like I said for me, for me it's good. It's good that uh, definitely that they're doing that, and and hopefully you know he can sign a contract because obviously there's been a lot of talks about him him leaving as well, which I think will be a, a massive blow. It's a blow that he's he's injured at the moment, which you know again that's kind of been glossed over a little bit. You know, with all the new all the new signings, everyone kind yeah. of forgot that that there's Josh Windass who. Uh, but that's it. That's who's, also who's a good there. thing, though. That that is the case because, like you said about earlier on, it's competition for places, and that's why you have a squad. Because if someone gets injured, no one's ever bigger than that team. Do you know what I mean? You can't rely on one person. So, yeah. like to have that, like you saying, it's been glossed over. Yeah, he's a he's a massive miss for us because he's a goal scorer as well, and obviously he would have helped in the last two games, I think. Um, but yeah. nevertheless, you've got people that come in replace him more than comfortable and uh, do a job. Now, what next thing I want to talk about? Obviously, next game, Doncaster yeah. um, on on Saturday. Um, obviously, we've got a. A full week of training and what have you. Obviously, we played uh, Uddersfield last week instead of playing playing midweek. That must be a, a massive uh, benefit, Sam. Do you know what? I like Saturday, Tuesday. As much right, as okay. everyone thinks I wouldn't, like with this, like I don't with this gaffer. He looks after me, so I'm going to be able to play hopefully as many games as possible. And that's like obviously magic for me. Like obviously, it's good man management, play, isn't it? But uh, yeah, it's about management. Great man management, yeah. 100% and like he treats like the um, individuals as individuals and everyone's different so people need different things and I can't train I, well I can't train as much as I want to and I don't need to like I'm I just want to play the game so um, yeah. for some people that'd be good I like it the games like it was when I come back just the games all the time Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday yeah you don't train then it's brilliant it's brilliant the people that that went um, on Saturday and when you heard them earlier, quite a lot of them, it was the same theme. Everyone was saying about, you know, we need you know time to gel, things yeah. like that. So so surely, you know, having having this week of training, like you've just said, some players have, have not even been there. Do you know what I mean? They've, yeah. they've been there two days. So so it's only going to be good that, you know, we're going to go into that game against Doncaster. More, Darren Moore's former club as well, which yeah. is going to be, uh, if, you know, the first time that he's, uh, that he's come up against them. Um I mean, they've had a busy summer as well. They've, I think, they've brought ten players in. Yeah, um, I think they're in the same same boat as I looked earlier. Um, they're in the same boat as us, really. Eight eight of their eleven that started on Saturday weren't there last season. So okay. uh, you know, it's going to be a, you know a, a good a good test. See but who's, we're at home as gelled. well. We're at home as well, and I think mm. like we need to make that a fortress with the fans and and how we play. Obviously, that'll make it like get the atmosphere up because when Hills was rocking then no one wants to come there especially in League One no one wanted to come there in the Championship so yeah. we need to, like, to come, get that rocking tough place to come definitely yeah. when, when the fans are the pitch the fans is even bigger this year he's extended the pitch Darren Moore has again, it? So. what wider? yeah it's gone back to how it used to be so it's a big old pitch again so we're going to have it yeah, well, you can see that with the players he's brought in the, the, the type yeah. of playing that he wants to play uh, you can you can see that you know the both wide men he wants them to have chalk on the boots. Yeah. He wants them, you know, and we've all got legs. Wide. The thing is, in the team, we've all got legs. We can all run. So, mm. I mean, just I could have perhaps uh, spoke about this a bit earlier, and, and I've banged on about this for for weeks and weeks and weeks. But Dominic Iofa, how much of a of a of a, like a boost is that to have him back this season? Yeah, of course, it's a massive boost. Obviously, I wasn't there when when he got injured, but like the year before he'd, he'd started playing centre-half and you can see his attributes of 
of of what he is, and he's 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 like a spider. His legs go everywhere. Do you know what I mean? So he he just helps out. And do you know the best thing about him? He's just a top boy. He's just a yeah. he's a really nice nice guy, and and he wants to win, and he wants the club to do well. And you could see like hopefully we get a good partnership together. If I'm playing centre half, you never know. <laughs> he could be playing anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> literally, never, and never that's a, I, like. They joke about like oh, you play five different positions in the preseason games, and I was like, yeah, well, it just is what it is. I just get told the day of the game or the day before, so whatever happens. But one thing I will say, Hutchie, one thing I will say, and I do love that about you is, and listen, I ain't fucking sucking your balls or anything here, but I'm just saying, never. One thing, just, one just thing clean his boots. I will say is, he just loves playing football. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you get some players like I, I gave you an example. I think. I mentioned it about myself. I got played right wing under Megson and I, I, I really didn't like it. And, yeah. you know, it probably affected me a little bit and it, and it got to me. But with Hutchie, he fucking, wherever he's told to play, he'll play there and give everything he's got. You yeah. know, and and he always he performs at a level which is so consistent. And I think I'm, that's I'm, one of the reasons why people. the fans do, you know, like him as one of the favourites because that's that, 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 that sums him up. I think that's killed my career as well. You do realize that's killed my career as well because I come to Sheffield Wednesday and played centre midfield, and sort of resurrected my career into being this guy that just ran, ran around being the legs for for like the the last everyone. Yeah, it was the legs for Sheffield Wednesday, and that helped. And Carlos, I had a job with Carlos, and he knew what I was doing. He knew what he got out of me. And yeah, I've had a great career at Sheffield Wednesday, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But I know if I played centre half for them eight years, I'd be in a completely different situation right about now. But then I wouldn't be at Sheffield Wednesday. So then again, I can't regret it. For me, with like you no know, Dominic Ofer and stuff like that, he's just one of them players that you know. Well, I suppose if, if, I'm going to go back on what I'm just about to say here because the first two games, I think he has been a bit, you know, a bit shaky. But it's understandable yeah, when the time he's had off. Yeah, exactly. But for me, he was one of them players that you know he, he could give. Give someone two yards, two three yards, and in no time he's caught him back up again. And he's you know, and and to have someone like that in the team, it must you know, it's just you, you can like depend on him. Do you know what I mean? You can yeah, hundred percent. You play, you're playing inside of him. You can perhaps go on a bit of a run or move further up the pitch because you know you've got him. Yeah. him at the side. Definitely. Of him. And to have that kind of um, that partnership, you know, it's well, that we've also he's a had. he's a size as well. Do you know what I mean? When we lost Heck, when we lost Michael Hector, you you missed that big unit from the side and I always think you need someone like that in your team and I think that's why Hector was so good here because he was a big lump as well as he had a presence about him didn't yeah he? you need a presence and I think like people look at Dom and he's the most friendliest geezer ever but like he'll have it as well and he's a big lump with it he, he might, look at him. he's he, got he skinny legs but he's so yeah. strong and powerful no what like you just don't want it with him yeah yeah now um Go on then, Giles. Then Doncaster at the at the weekend. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you, Sam, because you're playing. But uh, what, what's your what's your prediction? I'll be honest. I think at home, home fans. I honestly think this is going to be a two nil. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like what you said, Sam. We need to make um, Hillsborough a fortress. Obviously, yeah. I'll be I'll be there on I'll be there on Saturday. If you see me at North Stand, give me a wave. You know, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need we need to make it a fortress. I said earlier. Um, um, you know, before we start recording, like when win your own games, draw your away games, you're gonna go up top as champions. Do you know what I mean? And yep. and if I say if we can make Hillsborough 
a, a tough place to come because Jamie said it earlier. When we're winning, it's the one of the best places to be. But when we're losing, it can be quite bad. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we need to we need, we need to we need to be you know if we can win those games. And I think this this season we've got you know such a good good chance of, of doing that as well. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can uh, we can do the business. Fingers yeah, crossed. yeah. Score score prediction. I'm gonna go for a. I'm gonna go for a two-one. I think. I think we'll uh, a two-one, a two-one win. Now I'm gonna just mention uh, uh, Patreon. Um, Richard O'Donnell interview went out on Thursday. Uh, so all those patrons that have that have listened to that, I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it. Obviously, a huge shout out to all the new patrons that have signed up in the last week. We do really appreciate the support. Uh, it really means a lot to us, uh, to me and Jamie and Giles. Um, it means we can continue doing what we're doing. What we're doing. I'm just going to read out the, the names of the people that I've signed up. Um, there was Dan Holmes, AJ Hobson, Ian Crooks. I'm going to really do this name some disservice. Haldo Saverson, uh, I think that's right. Connor Bagshaw, Connor Wilson, Benjamin Hill, Sylvia Brown, Sam Thompson, Mark Jones, Christopher Jennings, Darren Hughes, Wesley Hill, Anthony West, Max Berger-Briggs, uh, and Andy Fraser. So, uh, yes, a massive thank you to all you to signing up. We've got more interviews, uh, more interviews coming. Uh, so please, uh, please stay tuned. Part two of Giles's interview will be uh, will be coming as well. Which part one were a banger, weren't it, Giles? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, looking right. forward to part two. Yeah. Now, uh, I said we have also uh, teamed up with with the Terrace for this season. Uh, for those that don't know, Terrace make club merchandise for many different clubs, including Sheffield Wednesday, mugs, towels, mouse mats, even new retro shirts too, amongst other things. I've got a nice 91 League Cup final replica, which, uh, which is very nice. Um, each week, we're going to be giving a, uh, doing a giveaway where each Patreon member will get the chance to win a piece of Sheffield Wednesday merchandise, courtesy of the Terrace. Uh, just another reason for you to sign up and become a Patreon. Not only do you get 20 interview episodes to listen to, but also get a damn good chance of winning uh, a cool prize too. So head over to the, the uk. Take a look what they have on offer and check out patreon.com forward slash WTID pod to become a member. Uh, it's just £5 a month uh, to receive those player interviews direct to your podcasting app. Um, we have picked a winner as as well, uh, totally at random. And I think, Sam, you said you're going to do a, a, signed, uh, a signed shirt. Yeah, well. I'll get a signed shirt from all the boys. That's absolutely magic, that. So uh, the, the lucky winner um, is Dave Jones. Now, I hope it's not the Dave Jones. Well, well, yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking Wait, about the, the manager. I'll talk about manager Dave Jones. It might be him. It might, it might be listening. Uh, yeah, well done to Dave Jones. You've won yourself that uh, that kit mug. That's uh, fantastic. We'll drop you a message and we'll get that uh, get that sent out to you. Um, Sam, I just want to say thank you again. Giles said you're coming on for 15, 20 minutes. It's he been told me ten. Four. He told me ten. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jamie was talking for an hour and 39 minutes for that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking so, hell. Thank, thank you, Sam, for coming on. Uh, no uh, problem at all, anytime. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers, Hutchie. Really appreciate that. Mate. Hey, Koki, you know anything for you, mate. Love you, it's mate. It's been a pleasure. Nice so, yeah. Thank Spot you. On. I hope everyone's enjoyed listening and uh, make sure you leave a rating or a review. And uh, come on, boys, let's get a win on, uh, on Saturday. See you later, everyone. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.